welcome to episode number, oh heck, I don't remember, episode number five, I think, maybe episode number six of the Basketball Card Podcast. I am your host, Adam Gray, the 27 guy. Welcome uh, again, and thank you for joining again. Um, Last week, I promised three things. (laughs) I'm going to deliver on two of those three promises. You noticed the music in the background. Yes, we're getting more official here, and I'm learning <laughs> learning how to do some of these things. And then the other thing is I submitted the podcast to iTunes, and so uh, there it's kind of in their court right now. They have to review some things on it, but pretty soon this will be, uh, you'll be able to just listen, listen to it there. And if you use iTunes as much as I do, you know that's a, for podcasts, that's a, that's a, the awesome, that's the best way to do it. Um, the third thing was looking up software or, uh, getting software for conversational pieces, which I know several of you are looking for at this point, since I've talked to you about doing that. And I did look into it. Um, I need to look at, um, how to, how to get that then into the, into the format that I'm producing this in. So, um, that's not too far off. Um, either I did do some work on that, but that's not finalized. Uh, had a busy day uh, and had a busy day yesterday, and so I apologize for not dropping this yesterday, uh, Monday. It's Tuesday night, uh, and so my bad on that. Um, so it should have been posted yesterday, Monday the 22nd. Today's Tuesday, February 23rd, but better late than ever, right? So, um, but follow me at the 27 guy on Twitter and, uh, tweet me with questions and that sort of thing. And I will, if you follow me, then you'll see, I'll always send out a blast saying, Hey, uh, I just posted another show. So, uh, please do that. Um, I'd like to thank my very talented brother-in-law, Aaron McMurray for providing the music for the podcast. He's awesome. He's, um, he's a big time musician who was willing to just get on his computer for about half an hour and <laughs> figure out how to put together some music for me, and I thought he did awesome, so hopefully you guys like it too. I think it's pretty catchy and cool. Um, like I said, not a lot of time today, but I did want to make sure that we did another episode, and I wanted to hit on something particularly important to me. For those of you who follow the blog, I posted, uh, for me, what's uh, definitely a bombshell this week, and that is that um, I put together my own case of eminence of Panini Eminence, and um, was able to acquire the what I feel is the best card out of the entire product, um, the Kobe Bryant Championship Tag Inscription Five Times Champs. Uh, I think it's an awesome card for so many different reasons. Um, that and the Larry Bird, I think both just are two of, I think they're the two best cards I've seen out of Eminence so far, and yes, I realize I'm very... Um, very, very biased here. <laughs> uh, the Steph Curry gold ounce autograph uh, gold logo man was was close too, but I think I think I've got the two best cards that I've that I've seen out of Eminent so far, and I'm happy about that. Excited about that. I l- I've loved the product, and I know that it hasn't been well received by everybody. So I'm very, very happy that I've gotten those two cards. Uh, the Kobe is the one that uh, I most recently got, so I do want to talk about that one for a second. I, and I, I tried to I tried to write when I wrote about it. I tried to incorporate why I think it's so cool, um, but just to reiterate that to see the 16 times on that gold logo on the back of the Laker neck 
is really awesome if you're a Laker fan, which I am not. <laughs> um, I'm not a Laker fan. I loathe the Lakers. I'm a Jazz fan, and the Lakers have kicked our butts so many times and just broken our hearts so many times that I just can't stand them. But I am a huge fan of the history of the game, and the Lakers, for better or worse, are one of the two teams that incorporate the majority or the the most history of the game within their franchises, um, from George Mikan to Jerry West, Wilt Chamberlain, Elgin Baylor, to you know Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, down to Shaq and Kobe, and everything in between that. I couldn't. I can't forget Magic Johnson. All of that. It's all incorporated within the Kobe card, sixteen times, sixteen championships, and then he signs it down below f- five times champs. The card's awesome. It's got perfect corners, great surface. It's just perfect. It's a perfect. It's a perfect card. And I know there are people who are saying who would just say, "Ah, oh, you know, you'd rather have the logo man." And I'm sure that there are people who would rather have the logo man. I get that, but I wouldn't. I'd rather have the card that I have. And um. You know, he's got two years of, of games playing with, uh, with that tag on the back of his jersey. It represents so much of what he of what the Lakers are. And then with the inscription, it represents what he has done for the Lakers and for the NBA in, in, in his career. And it c- comes out of the highest product, or highest um, end product, at least cost-wise, ever created. And it's, I think, clearly the key hit out of that product. So clearly I'm biased. But I really wanted it. Super, super huge, awesome um, thank yous to Rich from Layton Cards and his uh, and his customer Brandon. They were awesome to work with. Um, I'm not going to go through the whole deal and like all of what went into it because I don't think that's fair publicly to do that to me or to them. But um, you know, I think it's those of you who know me know that I had a couple of cases of eminence and I don't have those anymore. So that's a part of it, clearly. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, just again, wanted to thank them and wanted to just say, I'm grateful that I got it. I I feel good about it. Feel good about the deal and uh, feel great about that card. And then the Larry Bird card, again, I think that card's a piece of history. It's, uh, it's the, it's from the USA tag off of a game used Larry Bird jersey from 1992. Um, that's like so cool. It's the coolest patch. I can imagine off of a USA jersey, and Larry Bird is one of the two guys out of Panini or out of out of from that team that Panini could have created, and we haven't seen the Magic Johnson one of one out of Eminence yet. So, I mean, those that was it. Those were the two cards that I needed. I'm still trying to make the case as good as I can. I'm trying to build it the best way possible. I'd love to get the very nine best cards out of Eminence, and while they're not popular, you know, if if you if you see anything. If you um, are looking for, or if you if you want to if you want to move one that's super high end, give me a, give me a buzz. Happy to uh, work out a trade or, or or purchase that from you. So that's my Eminence box. Tr- check out that art that blog post that I did. Um, really like it. Uh, the other thing that I want to go through this week is kind of inspired by Zach Lowe's Ten Things I Like, Ten Things I Don't Like. Um, I want to do this. I want to try to do this at least once every couple of podcasts. Um, where we talk about five to ten things, probably five things that um, that are happening that that I've noticed that I think are noteworthy, and some of those are things that I've already talked about on blowout cards, um, whether it be in the hobby or in the league. 
um, but is, is specifically with regard to how it affects how these five things affect the hobby. So, for example, if Zach Randolph starts playing well, I'm probably not going to mention that because at this stage of Zach Randolph's career, it doesn't really affect what he's what he's worth, right? Typically, players in their first five years, um, mostly p players in their first few two or three years, that can can most um, can can really change their value uh, by multiples. Um, with how they're playing or, or what's going on with them. And since we ha just had the trade deadline, it's a particularly interesting time to look at th some of those things. So five things that I've noticed. Number one is Miles Turner. And because he plays in Indiana and because a lot of people are focusing on other teams, both in the East and in the Western Conference, a lot of people haven't noticed him. But we're talking about a late lottery pick who's really like one of the top couple of guys on his team right now who's affecting wins and losses. He's a big kid. He can shoot. He can move. Um, he was on, or when, he, when he came out of the draft, there was a real worry about his gait, about the way he moves. Sounds like the team's not as concerned about that now. He got over his injury, playing amazing ball, and it's clear that some of the guys that were taken, some of the teams that took players in front of him are just going, what, what were we doing? And again, Michael Jordan makes a fool of himself. Um, you know, I... <laughs> I love, jo I mean, I don't, I don't love Jordan, but I'd like to just give the guy the benefit of the doubt. But Miles, Miles Turner's sitting there on the board, and you take Frank Kaminsky, and maybe we'll look back and think that's crazy. You know, maybe, maybe Turner gets hurt, and Jordan will prove to be right. But man, Miles Turner looks like a legit star in the making, and uh, seems like a good kid too, uh, not with a weird hairdo, but still a good kid. <laughs> Uh, so look out for his stuff. We're still fairly early in the year. Uh, truth be told, I think I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, I don't buy anything at this stage in the game. There may be a one-of-one one here or there that I might purchase, but for, for the most part, there's no reason to buy anything now because it's all going to go down in value. Um, that's, part of the, that's part of the model that we see year after year after year. So I'd say wait till the end of the first year and usually into the second year to buy uh, some of those good deals. Having said that, there's some bubbles that you can capitalize on in the process, and that's another story for another day. Number two is uh, another rookie, and it's not one that is going to shock anybody. That's Carl Anthony Towns. Um, I just, like, he's really good. He's, you, you watch the things that he's doing. He's so young, and his game's so complete. And it makes you wonder, how good can this kid be? He could be he could be amazing. He he could absolutely be Anthony Davis, and maybe he's an Anthony Davis who can play 80 games a year. I don't know. Um, I like his attitude. I think he's a cool dude. I think he could be a face of the league. I'd still lean towards Davis because um, we've seen more of Davis. But Towns has got a shot, man. He's got a shot. So watch him. Uh, third guy is my guy, uh, Rodney Hood. Since January 1st, is averaging 19 points per game. I, I did a post on Blowout that was far from well-received. Uh, I think it was called uh, Screw It, Rodney Hood Needs His Own Thread. And, um, yeah, I, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, for some reason, don't like it when you write threads about people that you like or uh, people who you think are doing well. But um, second year, the second year is... A great time in the hobby to pick people up who are trending in the right direction and what typically happens and this happened with Durant 
and um, it's happened with other a lot of other stars. They have a rookie year that's fairly inefficient, and then their second year they come out similarly to how they ended their rookie year, but then throughout the year they they steadily improve. And so if you look at a year, if you look at uh, averages for the year, you'd see something that isn't really accurate about who that player actually is. And I would make the case that that's the situation for Rodney Hood. He's averaging just a hair under 15 points per game for the year, which is good. I mean, that's great for a 23rd overall pick in the draft. That's awesome. But it's nothing really to write home about until you realize that for the last um, eight weeks, he's averaged nearly 19 points per game on 45% shooting from three and 45% from the field and has hit a couple of game-winning or tying shots and has ran his team's offense and plays great defense. When you realize that out of your second-year guy, for a team that's contending for the playoffs, suddenly you look at that and you go, oh, wait a sec, that's pretty awesome. When you look at it for the year, eh, 14.9. Big difference between 14.9 and 19 a game. 19 a game for a second-year guy is getting towards star territory. And again, doing it fairly efficiently, playing good defense and playing within a system. Uh, watch out for that, kid. Uh, and clearly, the hobby, the, the prices have already started to reflect that. Next one, Zach Levine. Uh, your dunk contest champion should have been second place, Zach Levine. Uh, Sam Mitchell started started him last game, and he looks good. He he does. I mean, he does so many things right on the court, and he's fun to watch. And if he gets time, and they can put him in, the, and they can figure out a way to use him in connection with Wiggins and Towns on the court at the same time. That's just so much athleticism, so much size. Um, and if he can just hit that open three and also go to the hoop with reckless abandon, I mean, kid's got a chance to be great. Um, I sold his Gala rookie, which is one of eight. It's it's the only one to have surfaced so far, and I, I sold it for over $1,700 a couple weeks ago. It was paid for. Buyer was happy. And that number should probably surprise you unless you know um, about the number of, of high-end Asian collectors that are crazy for Zach Levine stuff. His high-end stuff is nuts. His number 8 of 99 National Treasures rookie sold for $8,100 a couple of months ago, and most people said, oh, that can't be real. I think that was real. Based on what I've sold stuff for, based on what I know, Zach Levine's super high-end is big time. Um, a lot of those guys out there, and I've de dealt with, there's, a couple in particular who are are, are big time. Um, it also means that I've kind of abandoned my gala set. I didn't want to do it. I have almost the entire base set for the stars. I had, I had I think, 10 of the rookies, but at some point I haven't seen some of them still. I've only seen one Rodney Hood. I haven't seen any Dante Exum. I haven't seen a couple of the other guys, and it's like... I can't do this forever, you know, I, I, I don't know, I still, I still believe in that product, I still think it can do pretty well, but, um, but I needed some cash, I spent so much money on eminence that, um, I thought I'd put the Levine out there and see what sort of, see what I could get offered, and, uh, as I said, did pretty well, yet the last person that I'd say is something that I've noticed, uh, and to go along with your slam dunk contest stuff is Aaron Gordon, not because of the slam dunk contest, but because of the Tobias Harris move at the end, at the trade deadline. That was, for me, one of the two big deals that happened that affect things. 
the other one actually is the Randy Foy deal. Randy Foy is not really anything to write home about unless you unless you compare him to what the Thunder were playing, who the Thunder were playing at the two guard before that. Randy Foy has the chance. Sorry, taking a tangent here. Randy Foy has the chance to insert Oklahoma City, I think, ahead of San Antonio. And if Oklahoma City can can catch fire right at the right time, can then make it to that Western Conference Finals and go against the Warriors, and, and Durant and Westbrook can go off, and there can be a little bit of dissension in Golden State if they can cause some doubting and whatever else. Oklahoma City's got a chance to win that series, and I really think that Randy Foy w- could be what moves them from not being just not good enough to being good enough. He can he can really shoot it. I know when he was here in Utah, he set the the franchise's all-time record for most threes in a season. He's a quality guy. He's a good glue guy. Um, he's nothing amazing defensively, but he plays hard. He's a, he's a big, I mean, he's not tall, but he's he's big enough and he's got a wide enough frame that he should, should be fairly decent defensively. Um, so that's one of the two trades. The other trade was the Tobias Harris trade because of what it potentially does for the future of Detroit. Um, but also because of what it says about Aaron Gordon. I would hope that with it, what that trade means is that the extra minutes that Tobias Harris was getting, that the lion's share of those will go to Aaron Gordon. And if Aaron Gordon has more time, then that could potentially be awesome for him. He needs more time. He could. He has. He absolutely has a chance to be a lockdown defender and a guy who can go score 18 or 20 a game, but his offensive game is still so raw. So... Watch out for Aaron Gordon now. Watch out for how he trends and for the, the the amount of minutes that he's able to get there in Orlando. Don't love their coach. Um, do love some of the talent they have. Who knows if their coach is long for that team. Um, and that's it as far as people who I have to look out for. Um, again, sorry for posting this late. Um, follow at or go hit me at the 27 guy on Twitter. Um for links to the show thanks again to my brother-in-law for the music and uh like i said hopefully itunes gets back to me sometime soon as i was reading about it they said that it takes as little as a half an hour and sometimes as much as three or four weeks for them to get back to you on clearing the show but hopefully by next showtime by by next week we'll have uh, an episode we'll have these being posted on itunes so again thank you guys for listening Follow me at the 27 guy. Let me know if you have any questions. Hit me there. Uh, if you want me to, seriously, if you want me to address anything, this is what's fun about starting a podcast. When you start a podcast, listen, some of my episodes have been viewed, have been listened to literally 10 times total. I don't listen to any of them after they go live. So 10 times is still, still something, right? And a couple of them are, are up close to 40 now. That's not amazing, but we're starting small. I think it's a fun community. It's a fun, you know, this is a fun thing that we're doing. I know I'm going a little bit long on some of these. Apologize for that. Hope that's not bugging too many of you. Um, but I really want to keep it going, and I really want to. I really want to make this fun. And I want. And and when you have when you have a small community like we have, it's it's totally cool to interact with each other. That's why that's why I'm doing this. So, uh, if you have any questions, uh, tweet me. I will uh, see you guys, uh, talk to you guys next week. Until then, uh, take care and happy collecting. Signing off, 27 Guy, for the Basketball Card Podcast.